I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. Welcome to this week's edition, the first edition of Point 23, where we're actually going to break down some fights. We we did the the old recap preview show last week. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. But this is the first fight breakdown of the MMA analysis brought to you by the Hammer Betting Network. Check them out at thehammer.bet. Uh, lots of good stuff there. I'm actually going to, I already started, but I'm, I'm going to continue tracking my bets on the old bet stamp, uh, in, in 2023. Unfortunately, they don't have lacrosse quite yet. Uh, so I gotta put those ones in manually, but, uh, all, all the MMA stuff's good. So my little, my little Glover bet in a couple weeks is already in there. We'll, we'll throw Good a couple in for this weekend. Got all four uh, yeah. of us on uh, Betstamp. Hell, we even got Lance tracking every bet on an yeah. app now. That is it's crazy. That's technology. That's that's the power of the hammer. Folks. That's where he fucked his thumb up at. He started tracking all his bets on an app. Fucked <laughs> Too his many thumb bets. Up. Yeah. <laughs> carpal tunnel or not carpal tunnel? Repetitive strain from all that typing. He's old now, you know. That's why he's not here today. Broke his thumb. Sucks. Uh, so he can't talk on a podcast. Anyway, the uh, Hammer's going to have a bunch of coverage coming up for football because apparently football playoffs are happening. I don't know. All I know is that the Lions got screwed. Uh, it's horrible. Everyone wanted to see the Lions in the playoffs. But, hey, they, uh, they kept the Rodgers out, though. They kept Rodgers out. <laughs> I know, out. so people love them even more now, right? <laughs> the Lions are America's team, truly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, down in the dumps in a shithole city like Detroit. That sounds like America to me, baby. Love I mean, it. where where do you get better ass eating than downtown Detroit tailgating? We're gonna have to wait until next season to to really get the party going. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna start the trend. I'll, I'll tell you what, but we're happy to be back with you guys this week. Obviously, no fight to recap from last week, so we'll do a little bit of the traditional bullshittery, but. Gonna break down UFC Vegas sixty seven. I think I clicked I clicked sixty seven on Bet Online earlier today, so struck the old memory. But before we get into that, Wes, how you doing? I know it it wasn't so well for is, is your room tinted blue for the uh for the Wildcats? Is is that what's going on? Is that <laughs> There's no ten. It's it's just a Shitty ass computer, apparently. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm close to having my shit together. Um, yeah, it's 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 not it's not good around these parts, man. It, it's cold. Got like a fucking 17 month old fucking batshit crazy kid, and <laughs> the cats are just man. It's 35 point loss or some shit Saturday, and then we lose to the worst team in the league at home. Cox. Lost to the yeah, Cox. We, we got cocked tonight. That team that team has beaten us, I think I think it's two out of like thirty something. And I, I know on the game tonight they said it was the first time they were leading at half since two thousand and five. First time leading at half, not even winning the game. So rough. Yeah. I just um 
I, I think this place is going to be really fucking dumb and run Cal out of town, and they're going to fucking regret it in a couple years after that. Uh, actually, actually, no, they'll regret it next fucking year when he takes that number one fucking five NBA player class and goes so wherever the fuck he goes with it. That's when they'll Basically immediately like start. Tulane is going to. I mean, uh, Texas is going to throw big money at him, and if if people want him gone, he's that that dude's got to see that any big job that opens up. Texas is a pretty big job. It's not like upper echelon college basketball job, but it's it's right below the the blue bloods, and like that place, Texas is loaded with basketball talent now. Uh, I mean, we got Casey Wallace from there last year, probably the best player on this team. But yeah, it's uh, I don't agree with it. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't see how you could be mad at going to like six Final Fours, a couple title games, having a thirty-eight no team all within the last decade. Like I grew up, me personally, I went from watching a team when watching our team. Uh, Winning a title in in 1997, we didn't win another one until 2012. That is how long we didn't go to a title game in that long. That is how long you can go without winning titles in college basketball. And he's we're gone. Comfortable to, now, people getting comfortable. Well, I mean, yeah. we're Kentucky. We exactly. we're always going to like win and get a good amount of talent. But the game's different now. College basketball is different. There's a ton of good basketball players and a and any school can get them now. Like they don't have to just like Cal has been one of the best motivators recruiters that college basketball's ever seen. I don't know how you just throw that away, man, over you're going to have bad seasons. It's just going to happen. Got to live with yes, it. Yes, it will. Speaking of bad seasons, Sean, how's your team doing? Yeah, let, let's yeah, let's lots of <laughs> lots of sadness up here too. Uh we got McJesus <laughs> putting up video game numbers and we still are fighting for a playoff spot it's fucking disgusting i hope that you know you know what i hope that doesn't happen with mcdavid though is like he puts up these incredible numbers and stats and breaks records and people are just like eh you know he's so great he's so great he should be doing that and they don't give him the mvps that he deserves because the dude should probably be the fucking best player in the league every single year like he should get it every every single year but they just expect yeah. it now, you know. I just well expect it, and the Edmonton Oilers organization has. Uh, yeah, you so. you do got to win a little bit. I understand that. Like you do have to. Hockey's not like uh, other sports. It's not like football, where uh, an uh, unbelievable MVP type of quarterback can pretty much carry a team. NBA, like basketball, yeah. same sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. He's not like that. You need support, and they don't give him support. And yeah, y'all run like multiple static. lines and shit in hockey and stuff. Like, I never really knew the game much, but now it's like, yeah, there's multiple lines of dudes that play. Like, you don't get well, – how how many minutes do, does somebody they like play? Like a third play? The the, a, about the, a third? About yeah. a third. Yeah, so you're a playing a third of play it. a third of the game. Yep. When's uh when's my dude uh, Rasmus gonna finally become the Norris favorite? He's gonna I, do it. I don't. That's... Bo laughed at me at the start of the year when I yeah. I posted I posted the ticket, but he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. He's close. It's g- it's gonna be the same sort of thing. Buffalo's gonna have to 
do things for him to get more credibility. Unfortunately, they'll be fine. Actually, they might not because the, yeah. the the Met is the way better division, so they might yes, not be that top three. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I watch, I watch a little hockey stuff now. The the East is bad though, right? And like, no, the, the East is super good. Or the but... East is really good. And the <laughs> West is just like, yeah. P- P- uh, uh, Pozzola was uh, had a had a good kind of bet the East teams against the West teams yeah, for a when little. When they play bit. each other, yeah, favor the East. Teams but it caught like the lines are catching up now. They even line makers yeah. are seeing how horrible it is. Yeah. Does it make a difference if it's like East going West or West coming East, or is it just like the East now we're getting complicated? There? Now we're talking time zones and. I don't yeah, think so. Exactly. I think uh, leg and shit. up to this point of the season, it's been like a pretty drastic, uh, like win percentage of just East playing West, and it's not like you probably get been... better numbers when East is going West because West is then home, and so then yeah, you're, you're betting a dog, so then you get better prices. Uh, that makes sense. Anyway, enough about weird betting stuff. <laughs> There's a bunch of uh, podcasts on the hammer coincidentally that uh that talk about that stuff and like numbers and things i listed pozzola's podcast oh for- too smart for me yeah forward yeah, progress yeah. that's the nfl stuff so look that's kind of the hammer's kind of doing the their you know branching out each kind of sport into their own kind of thing uh, that's i think that's how mma is going to get going uh here soon too after football so hopefully get that uh going pop at, at some point don't want to make any promises but we uh we might come to you live every week for a, a couple months of the year we'll see who knows anyway speaking of mma that is going to be live this weekend ufc vegas 67 we're starting the year off with a banger <laughs> it's it's a low-key banger but it's, it's a banger guys um all of the people that were complaining about the layoff are, uh, you know, they're they're quiet this week, um, but I think they're kind of like biting their tongues, being like, hmm, "Could have used another week off. It's it wouldn't kill me." But uh, it came down yesterday, I think, that Kelvin Fatstalum jaw injury from eating too much, <laughs> Sad. out of Sad. the fight. <laughs> It had to be right. It had to be it like a clip so hard when he was just chowing down, eh? <laughs> oh, it had to be. Uh, so now he's out. Sean Strickland's in. Uh, the the Strick's so nice. He headlined twice. Because uh, if you didn't get enough Nobody... of Sean Strickland <laughs> in the last headliner, which was the last card last year, he's back and. Uh, not only is he back, he's back against a boring Russian. So we got something to look forward to. I think, I think I didn't check the uh, the timestamp when we actually started recording. I think it's pretty close to the time that I'm looking at right now. But we're gonna set the bar here for podcasts going under an hour this year. We're gonna do it. If we can't do it on this card with no recap and no good fights to talk about, it's never gonna happen. then we're doomed. We're doomed. Yep. Uh, and Lance is and three here, people. So. And three people. And Lance yeah. is in here. Yeah, three people. And the bonus of Lance not being here, we 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 will be shunned if we can't keep it under an hour. Well, the long talker ain't gonna have as much to say tonight, so we should be able to get it done. 
All right. Uh, we'll kick it off in tremendous fashion. Actually, before we kick it off, you want to make sure that an hour before this fight goes down, or a couple hours before the fight goes down, let's not bring it down to the wire, you've got your tout master picks in. Because you don't want to miss on the first card of the year and then feel like you're out of it for the entire year. And in order to get your picks in those couple of hours before the fights start, that means you've got to sign up for Toutmaster. Uh, and you should do that as soon as you're listening to this. Because if you wait until Thursday or Friday... Uh, and you make Wes and Sean do all the work at the last minute, More Sean like an asshole, uh, you're just a, a horrible person. Uh, so we appreciate you <laughs> listening to the podcast and continue listening, but you are a horrible person. So sign up. Uh, DM one of us or the uh, DM Maynard's account. We'll get you the details. And you'll be all good. Finance are good, man. We're uh, we we got some pretty good numbers. Uh, I think we're we're gonna surpass last year. Uh, I think we had eighty one last year, so that's good. I, it would be nice to to hit triple digits, but uh, we will see. Uh, there's always those last minute guys, and you're not you're not my friends, but I will take your money. <laughs> Put it on Glover. Uh, ho- hopefully, we'll get the old uh, DOP bump. Uh, come Wednesday, so we'll we'll see if that Bonus. helps us out a little bit. Yes, um, but yeah, it'll be nice to hit uh, triple digits in this Toutmaster year, uh, seventh year that we're doing this contest. It's actually it's the ninth, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I think I uh, yeah, I thought it was longer than that. It was the eighth. When... Uh, it's been going since okay. 2016, I believe. Yeah, I think 2016 okay. was the first year. Okay. Damn, that's crazy. That, that sounds better. Um, and this podcast has been around way longer than that, so that's crazy. Anyway, first fight of the year, kicking it off in fashion. Women's flyweight division. I think this is this is the UFC just uh, pouring one out for Turk, starting the year off with a dog walk fight. Uh, we got catch a beating, taking on Ciara. CRU Banks, Sajara, Sa- uh, Sean, what you got going on in this this dumpster fire? Ooh, I don't think we're gonna be starting out with much fun because um, <laughs> if 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 Eubanks is winning, this is gonna be a death uh, to start the whole year of the UFC. Um, it's gonna she's gonna grind her. Uh, catch a beating, my catcher. I mean, we've seen her. Throw some heat in the first round and against some pretty low-level opposition. She has been able to get some of them out. I don't know. If you're interested in playing this at all, I would probably look at, at catch your beating <laughs> round one at, like, plus 700 if you really are into Jen and want to throw some money because I think that is her path to victory. If she doesn't get out of there, then you uh, uh, she's going to just grind on her for two rounds and, and win a decision. Ooh, Wesley. Yeah, I'm kind of the complete opposite of that bet. If uh, I bet Eubanks anything, decision. Eubanks decision is yeah. you know nice line at five dimes. I believe it's a little under plus two hundred at bet online right now. It's not widely available. 
that's a smarter bet. I like that. That's a much smarter bet than my dart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great number on yours, but I I think I'm much more likely to get, to get that one home. Uh, Uh, the over is not horrible at like plus money either. Like it's, it's plus plus one thirty, I believe like it's not a bad price for, for an over on a Eubanks fight. So whether she wins or loses, like she could win a round and a half and start gassing the fuck out. You just never know. So um, pick is Eubanks by decision. And I kind of um, like the, like the over guys, what are we doing here? Low-level women's MMA. What have we learned? What have we learned all Pick these the dog. It's low-level women's MMA. You're picking the dog. Wes got it right at the end there. Eubanks is going to win early. She's going to get takedowns. <laughs> then she's going to gas. She's going to die. And she's going to catch her own beating in round three. <laughs> uh, there's a certain book which will let me bet about 41 cents uh, a bet right now that has... Oh, yeah. Over one and a half at minus 116 for this fight. Uh, which Damn. That is pretty insane that to is me. stupid. Uh, and that's why they won't let me bet there anymore. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's, it's catch a beating. She's, she's going to pull it off, and it's going to be glorious, and it's going to be the slop that everyone expects 2023 to start off with. Switching over to the men's flyweight division this one should be a bit better a little bit of interesting and now every mma person media member better has has their tinfoil hat on because of all the crouch shit that went down at the end of 2022 but uh the, the slick hick jimmy flick is taking on charles johnson this opens close to to even and Johnson got smashed up to like minus 500. Uh, It's come back down to down to earth a little bit, but uh, I don't think there is any sort of conspiracy or nefarious activity afoot when it comes to this fight. Uh, But I do think the line is too wide. Sean. Yeah, I think there was a bit of a a glitch at the old bet online when they, they opened it. Uh, they usually have some some limits for about $250, and uh, I don't think those were engaged, and, and people laid the absolute hammer on Johnson. Uh, at that price, I, I kind of understand it. Uh, I don't know if I would be laying the wood, but that would be a, an okay bet for me. Um, like you said, it, it seems a bit out of hand. I don't... Johnson's tough, man. Like, it's... Yes, he just defended a shit ton of takedowns and didn't really get bodied by by the Mukiev. Um but he was getting taken down. Um and then against Zalgus, I mean I I think I bet him and I, I'm pretty sure he lost that fight. Um so <laughs> it it's tough to know what you have, and then you got Jimmy Flick who's been out for how long, retired and is is back now. Um not really an old guy, so it's it's kind of uh, an interesting. Like I I don't know the backstory of why he why he retired. I mean, it's MMA and you you make no money, so I you I should get out it. while your brain still works. Yeah, get out <laughs> while you can. Um, but yeah, I mean, for what I saw with Jimmy Flick back when he was fighting, he's a, a fun dude. I can I can see him getting outstruck on the feet. That would not surprise me at all. Uh, 
but when this gets into grappling, it's it's kind of in his zone, and it, it's going to be fun. He puts guys in in some awkward positions, and he can grab some subs. Um, I do think Johnson wins this, but at, at plus three hundred, uh, I took a shot for one unit. Wes. Oh, now you're on mute. Yeah the 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 layoff here is is a is a tad bit concerning with with Flick, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure I placed too much apart with his his kind of game. Uh, it's not like he needs to get like striking timing or anything back because he and I'm sure he's been grappling. Like, yeah, uh, you're not gonna that that shit's not gonna get too rusty. And I, yeah, I'm sure I, that dude stays in the in the gym uh, rolling around and shit, but. Um, yeah, that if you got that opener on Johnson, it's probably the way I, I would have went for sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's like a fucking hammer time though kind of bet. Like, it's a, it's look, a decent bet, but like yeah. Johnson probably lost that last fight. Mm-hmm. He lost to the Mukiev. And, and look, here's the difference here. Like Jimmy Flick isn't gonna get a takedown and fucking try to control like the old Mukiev. Jimmy Flick's going for shit. I don't know what Charles Johnson can do when he's got dude throwing subs all on him and shit. I, I know what he can do when a guy's just taking him down and controlling him. He can lose a decision. Um, should he beat Jimmy Flicker? Yeah, he, he probably should. But, man, should Jimmy Flick be plus 300 against this guy? Like, plus 500 sub? Absolutely not, man. That that line's just, just too wide. Johnson probably wins, but I, I got to take a small shot here, man. Um just by Johnson's last two fights, I don't know how you pass up a line on a guy that you know is going to try to get him into his world and go for subs. I'll take the shot. Yeah, I already did take the shots. Uh, I think plus 375, uh, somewhere in there, is what I got. Uh, you can nuts. head over to uh, to Betstamp and, and check out what I bet. Um, but I think it was 375. Uh, anyway, yeah, we've, we've seen that Johnson can be taken down. He can survive. He can get back up against a, a guy who, yeah, he got a finish at the end of his last fight, but he doesn't look like he really pursues finishes. Um, so I think Flick can take him down, and the difference is when Johnson tries to scramble back up that Flick's going to jump on his back or jump on a guillotine or jump on something because that's his game. And if Johnson can survive the first round, round and a half of that, he's going to take over this fight because Flick's never had great cardio. Um, but, and there's definite potential for Flick to catch something in that first round, first round and a half. Um, so I, I had to take the shot. I, I think the minus 134, that's a good bet on Johnson. The minus 200s, that's all right. Um, any higher than that, and that is not something that particularly interests me. There's a reason that he's a 32-year-old flyweight that only just got to the UFC. Like, if he's not a world-beating talent, and Jimmy Flick is very, very good and very, very dangerous in one area of MMA. Featherweight division... I uh, don't know who these guys are. Daniel Argueta against Nick Aguirre or Aguirre. It depends. All those like Aguirre people, they pronounce the name different. Stupid. 
Sean, who are these guys? Is that is is that the fight? There's a couple different fights listed. Uh, there's there's also a yeah. So is this a late? I think this is late notice because was he supposed? to Yeah, be this one just happened. Or what was yeah. supposed to fight today or today? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I. Uh, this is your tip. But like uh, Aguirre, Aguirre, or sorry, uh, Aguirre. Aguirre, yeah, I guess Aguirre. Um, uh, no. He he's got the typical like shitty regional um, or good regional uh, record with a bunch of finishes very early against some very low level guys. Um, he's fighting on in the like Indiana regional scene. Um, oh, I don't know. My Midwest boys. I don't know. That's not great. Uh, at least Argueta was was beating guys on on LFA. Some pretty high level guys. He was fighting Kambache. Um So I I gotta go with the guy that looked okay against Damon Jackson, and who's an okay fighter against some guy that is probably has a pretty fraudulent record. But who knows? Maybe he's maybe. I mean, when guys are that good and they can finish guys in the first, they may be shitty and they still could catch guys in the UFC, especially guys that have one fight in the UFC. So it's it's a crapshoot. But I'll take the favorite in Doubtmaster. Are you telling me you're not impressed by the victory over Brandon Clawson, heir to the White Claw fortune? <laughs> no. Uh, Wes, what do you got here? Yeah, Argetta is actually he's he's okay. Like he's he's got some some decent wrestling and stuff. So he's gonna he's gonna beat this kid, man. But can't lay like minus five hundred or something on this guy. Like this dude still lost to Ricky Tercios on the Ultimate Fighter and shit. Like he did lose to Damon Jackson. He he's like. He's okay, man. He he did. Have, he's got some decent wins on LFA, which count for something because that's a that's a very good promotion. Uh, the talent down there. So he's gonna beat this kid, but there's no way I want any part of this kind of price short notice fight. It's just complete pass. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm just looking at Aguirre's record for the first time, and this shit's all over the place. Uh, he fought. Four times in 2022, uh, catch weight of 140, lightweight, bantamweight, and featherweight. And On four he's... weight classes in four <laughs> fights. <laughs> so that's that's pretty impressive. Um, and finished all those guys, uh, three of them in the first round. They all probably suck. Uh, I I don't know. I've got absolutely nothing here. Uh, I was looking to see if maybe he was an actual featherweight because Argueta's not, uh, but it doesn't look like he is. So I'll take Argueta, but uh, nothing nothing going on here for me at all. Uh, flyweight division, we have Alan Naschismento taking on Carlos Hernandez. Um, this should be like generic flyweight fight, but generic flyweight fight is usually pretty decent. If, if you, I mean, we're, we watch no name guys in all kinds of weight classes. I'd probably pick flyweight uh, is is pretty pretty high up there for for just raw entertainment, uh, regardless of who the guys are. Nascimento, he's a guy that's you know he's looked 
pretty good. I mean, even in his losses, he, he's looked fairly good. And I mean, both of them by split against decent fighters. He's good. Uh, what do I know about Hernandez? Not too much. Um, I guess the the win against Alta Moreno is, is okay. Alta Moreno is okay, I guess. Um, <laughs> Nascimento has obviously some some bad takedown defense, but that kind of puts him in his game. Uh, it's just relying on subs and sweeps from the bottom in MMA is, is not the greatest uh, long-term plan. Uh, but he does train with Dubronx, so that's it's not the worst idea. Um, so Nascimento probably wins. It's just a bit of a high price for a guy with uh, some decent holes. Wes? Yeah, I mean... I think Hernandez has got some really iffy kind of split decision wins against shitty dudes here. And I think Nassimino actually is, he's, he's okay. He's another dude that's okay in this weight class. I think on the feet, it's, it's kind of close. Like Nassimino's not horrible on the feet. He can throw. If this does get to the man, I mean, he's the, he's the way better dude. Um, Like it's not something that I'm like, this card is very, very tough for betting. Um, I did put Nassimino in a in a chalk parlay. Um, I think he can get it done here. I actually think he can. There's a possibility of him getting a sub in this in this fight. Um, I don't know what that price is now. I looked at it a few days ago. Um, but yeah, I like Nassimino. He's going to be in a small chalk chalk parlay for me, and I might sprinkle him uh, by sub. Uh, Nascimento by sub looks like it's only at Bet Online. It is plus two hundred right now. So yes, I think it was a little under that, so it's actually gone up a little bit, I, I believe, because it wasn't a great price. That's why I really wasn't like. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I like Nascimento here as well. Uh, the the takedown defense is worrying, and he's willing to hang out on bottom, which is. The only thing that's kept me from betting him so far, but Hernandez isn't a good wrestler. We, we've seen him. Uh, he had that first contender series fight against the Barrez guy that took him down a bunch of times. And I think he was able to reverse. And then in his last fight, he was trying to take down Alta Moreno a million times and Alta Moreno can't wrestle his way out of a fucking tissue. Uh, and he wasn't able to, to take uh, Alta Moreno down very often or hold him down at all. So as long as Nascimento doesn't decide to lay on his back and look for subs from guard, I, I think he's the better fighter everywhere here. So probably when I get desperate on Saturday and I'm looking for something to bet, I'll, I'll throw him in a parlay. Um, but it's not my favorite thing that uh, I've been looking at so far. Bantamweight division, Javid Basharat. Uh, what's it? He's the, the snow leopard or something. I don't know why, but that's his nickname. Uh, taking on Mateus Mendonça, uh, undefeated out of Brazil. Sean, fraudulent Brazilian. It, it's hard to know. Uh, dude took two years off. Cause he hasn't fought anyone yet. <laughs> yeah. Like he hasn't fought anybody yet. He took two years off and then showed up on contender series and knocked the dude out in 45 seconds. I mean, that's awesome that he did that and knocked the dude out. Um, 
he, he's got a bunch of first round finishes, but they're against no, not very good guys. That's for sure. Um, whereas Basharat, he, he look, he's looked good in the UFC. Uh, that Gravely win is is pretty impressive. I'm probably higher on Gravely than I should be, but he's a decent guy. And and uh, yeah, I mean Trevin Jones. It's hard to know what what he is, but uh, he's kind of done what he's supposed to so far in in the UFC. It's a big price tag, but he probably wins and and kind of find out that this guy that was beaten up nobody's is is not that good wesley yeah i actually think that basharat might be pretty good i mean we we don't we don't know yet but i i think the skills are there he seems very very durable can take a shot uh you know can take a punch which is not as as important down at this weight class but in his fight i mean Say what you will about Trevin Jones, the guy can still crack. And Basharat stayed in there with him for 15 minutes and and pieced him up on the feet. So um, his wrestling's really good. He can get guys down. He can control on top if he wants to take it there. Um, the dude, this this guy Mateus, did come back after two years and and actually fought on an actual promotion and knocked the dude out. Horrible, absolute bum. I, I don't I don't know what. Last year, they had a lot of terrible people on the Contender Series. It is not what it used to be. Um, he was one of those dudes. And um, props for, for a dude coming in there off two years and knocking the guy out. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is another fraudulent Brazilian. We've seen how many times we've seen this over the years. Dude, just, just killing people in fucking jungle fights. And they're just, they come over to the States and they're terrible. I, I just, I don't know, man. He might be okay. I think Basharat is, is pretty good. And uh, he's a second leg in my small little chalk parlay. I also think Basharat is pretty good. But I think that uh, Mendonca could be as well. Uh, you know, talked about the, the layoff that he had. Um, the guy that he fought before the layoff, was Pedro Nobre, who had a, a cup of coffee in, in the UFC way back when. Um, he's not that old now, um, but that dude is good. Uh, and I think a, a win over him a couple of years ago with this kid being like 21 at the time, that that tells me something. He's training at the same gym as Dubronx, so he's, he's got good coaching. He's got good training partners. Yeah, young, getting better, so... I'm certainly staying away from Basharat in this one. Uh, I haven't entirely decided if I'm going to take a little flyer on Mendonca. It's going to depend how much I have come Saturday because we got to, we got to get the ticket count up to start the year. We got to dig ourselves a hole that we uh, (laughs) need to spend the rest of 2023 digging our way out of. That's how I usually do it every year. That's why Sean beats me in the end as bad as he does. Because I'm always starting from 20 down. And he's just good from the get-go, you know. Well, I'm going to have some fun ones on this card. Uh, either I'm going to be – I'm going to have a runaway lead and tout master or uh, I'm going to be crawling my way up from the bottom. We'll, we'll see what happens. Lightweight division, we have Mateusz Rebeski. Uh, taking on Nick Fiore. 
Let's see. A very Polish man taking on a very Italian man. Sean? <laughs> so we, we've talked a bit about some, some pumped up, uh, you know, regional MMA <laughs> records. This might be near the peak. Okay, with, with Nick Fior. He, he's undefeated, 6-0. and That's awesome. All first-round finishes. Back-to-back fights, professional uh, debut and second fight against Jay Ellis. Yeah, that's, baby. That's, that's another notch on 15 there. 15 and 91. <laughs> the legend. And then, of course, to get into the UFC, he beats the guy that is now 6-20. and 20. It that's playing almost all of the hits of the uh, the regional pumped up record. Um, <laughs> I I would have to assume that this uh, this this Polish fellow is is going to put in work because he is also a uh, a pretty big finisher. Um, a bit surprising he never fought for KSW. He fought uh, a the, ton the in fight Poland. Fen. Yeah, that one. Obviously, that's a it's a decent one but obviously not the the top one in poland i'm surprised that uh, he never got there but um i think he's good enough i think he he wrecks this dude that has the uh, the pumped up record wesley yeah I, I he should get it done i mean i i just don't i don't know enough about these guys um Sean's right with the Fiori kid, though, man. This dude is just, it's all puff, man. Um, I, I guess the, I mean, I, I would think the Polish power here would get it done and get it done pretty quick. Um, I mean, the under one and a half isn't a bad price. Hell, even the under two and a half isn't too badly juiced for a parlay piece. Uh, I don't see how this probably even goes a couple rounds, man. So, um I guess you got to pick uh, Rebeski here. Um, I got nothing as far as a bet on this fight. Maybe if I'm already a couple bottles deep, I, I might do something with uh, Rebeski inside the distance or something like that. I, I think it's around minus 200 as well. I just, are these dudes even, is it going to go long enough where they get fucking sloppy and slow down and shit? I, who knows? Um Rebeski's got to be the pick. I I hate to even do that in Top Master because fuck his line. What is he now? Minus eight hundred or something at this point. Yep. Yeah, that's just it's up there. <laughs> that, but you look at those when you see minus eight hundreds and upper weight classes like this, and they're inside the distance is only like minus two hundred. That's usually a pretty good spot to bet the inside the distance. Yeah, he's got what two decisions on his records and. A lot of wins and some wins against half decent guys as well. And um, you know, don't uh, don't tell our boy uh, Aaron Bronstetter, but there he beat a guy named Magomed Magomedov. So that counts as like seventeen wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to add that onto his record. Uh, yeah, he's gonna be the pick here. Uh, he looked pretty good on Contender Series. He's gonna come out. He's gonna throw hands, close the distance. He's going to try and grapple you. And it looks like this Fiore guy wants to grapple anyway. So I imagine this is going to turn into a grappling match. And the one that's faced a bunch of actually good grapplers over in Eastern Europe is probably going to beat the dude that has faced Jay Ellis a bunch of times. It's not, not too tough 
to break that one down. Moving on, I went back a page, so now I got to go back again. Middleweight division, prelim headliner. Whew, this is going to get the, the crowd in their seats. Uh, this is going to get the pay-per-view buys a-clicking. Um, I know it's not a pay-per-view, but whatever. Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Al-Hassan? They always say Al-Hassan. Sounds weird. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, taking on Claudio Ribeiro. Sean? This should be wild for however long it lasts. Uh, of course, uh, Al-Hassan, 11 wins, all in the first round. Uh, Ribeiro has 10 wins, 8 are in the first round. These guys want violence, and they don't uh, want to stick around to find out uh, if, if they have a gas tank or not. Under two, under one and a half is like minus two twenty. Uh, it's it's been a while since I've seen a uh, a number like that uh, in a in a middleweight fight. I mean, maybe maybe a Jamaya fight. That's about it. Um, Those are Hunsucker numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly don't know. Uh, I don't know much about. And we'd bet the this, over this Ribeiro guy. Uh, I know Al Hassan's not that good, but he does have power and. He still can put dudes out. I'll, I'll pick. I think it's a it's it's a straight pick him right now, right? Yeah, there's not even a dog, so I'll 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 pick the the younger fellow, um, Ribeiro. Al Hassan's 37 <laughs> now, so he could be aging out. Wesley. Yeah, I think Alisson's just getting a he's getting a little old, man, and he just. I don't know. We think we think he should go out there and destroy dudes, and he rarely does. Um, I think Ribeiro is the cleaner striker here, from what I've seen of him. Um, he's going to be the longer rangier dude. He looks like he uses it really well. He lands at the end of his fucking punches, his length. So, man, I, I guess however you're looking at this fighter, Benny, you might just want to take the, a little bit of extra money on the KO because I just. I don't know how this goes. 15 minutes. I guess it's a possibility, but I kind of like Ribeiro here. I'll, I'll probably end up with a, with a small bet on him since there's not a lot on this card. I'm, I'm logging in to uh, the old BOL right now. Cause I feel like I remember in a drunken stupor around new years or shortly <laughs> thereafter. Um, seeing somebody as an underdog against uh, Al Hassan. And, and I mean, you started firing. Hold the trigger. Um, it doesn't look like I actually locked it in. That is all credit to me for having tremendous willpower. Uh, honestly, I probably should have played it because if, if you see a plus number, basically against anyone who's facing Al Hassan at this point, uh, especially a guy who's actually a middleweight against Al Hassan being a blown up 37 year old mm -hmm. welterweight, uh, no cardio, doesn't seem to want to pull the trigger anymore. Uh, not a lot of things going his way. I think even at the pick'em price, Ribeiro is the side here. Um, so yeah, I will probably end up on him in this fight. Um, the over, the over is a little tempting. Because Al Hassan's, uh, he's survived a, a few times, but I'll probably just stick with the side on this one. Main card, this is the best fight of the card. Um, yeah, definitely. Bantamweight division, even though it's one of the longest lines. Cousin Umar, uh, 
fucking caveman sounding idiot. Uh, <laughs> taking on Jaime Barcelos. Uh, Sean, tell us why the boring Russian's going to win. This boring Russian isn't as boring as some other Russians, uh, to be fair. I, and I'm not be... as short as some other short people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> fair. Fair. Um, th- like, this is a good test for, for Cousin Umar. Um, you know, Barcelos has shown good takedown defense. I don't think he's fought any grappler close to, to what Nurmagomedov is. Um, so that, that shiny number, 93% takedown defense or whatever the hell it is, uh, that might come down. Uh, it's, it's going to come down uh, after this fight. Um, the line is wide. This is a, a good test for, for Nurmagomedov, but I do think he passes it. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to get Barcelos out of there. Um, probably not. Uh, so I might you might want to look at uh, Nurmagomedov by decision, but it's, it's like minus 155. It's yeah, you can't really lay the juice on, on him by decision. It's a, it's a bit tough, even though Barcelos is tough. He, he's going to win. West. Yeah, I just I know the line is is getting out there, but look that that takedown defense percentage numbers it's going down. <laughs> like Umar's gonna get Barcelos down a couple times in this fight. Uh, might not stay there. It could though. It could. Um, just think on the feet though too. Like he's he's not like. So many other boring Russians, man. The the kid can do a lot. Um, look, this will be his toughest his toughest fight. But look, I, I'm not. I don't think Barcelos is like back or whatever people want to think. He's 35 now, coming off a, a a nice performance against Trevin Jones, who we just talked about. Like that's supposed to be Barcelos's back or something like. Man, I still remember the Victor Henry fight. Like that's hard to get out of your your head, and I I just think this is gonna be a a decent uh, test for Umar, but not a particularly like really tough one. I, I think he wins in pretty easy decision here. The the line's crazy. I can understand people wanting to fade the hype with a price like that on a dude that's been very durable, and you're probably not gonna get him out of there. So. I can understand taking taking a small shot here. I just I can't see it. I think Umar is is very very good, and uh, he's the third leg of my my chalk parlay. I got it at a little better price than it is now, but I think those three together will still get you some plus money if you play it at the at the right spot. So uh, just small on that. Uh, like I said, hard to find some bets on this card. So little chalk parlay. Easy for me. I'm on the other side. Um, I, I get it. Obviously, Umar should be favored. He's a great prospect. He is probably going to be a title contender at some point in his career. But this is also by far the best guy that he's fought. And it's not just like he's the best guy that he's fought at one thing. I think Barcelos is the best guy that he's fought in every area of MMA. So if he's ever had even a moment where he's been uncomfortable striking against... The, the likes of Brian Kelleher or uh, taking down Sergey Morozov from Kazakhstan or wherever that dude's from. Uh, 
uh, he's been able to switch up to another thing. And I don't think that's going to be so easy. Uh, so if this fight stays on the feet for 15 minutes, am I convinced that Umar is just going to kickbox the shit out of him? Not really. Uh, do I think that Umar can get takedowns and stay on top of him for 15 minutes? Probably not. Uh, do I think that Umar can get some takedowns and stay on top of him for the last round or round and a half? That seems a whole lot more likely after Barcelo starts to get tired. But this is going to be a competitive fight early. If people are thinking that Umar is going to come out here and blow, blow Barcelos's doors off in the, the first round or the first minute, like he's done to some of these guys, that's not going to happen. So I took the shot on Barcelos. I should have waited, got plus, plus 550. It's 650 now. It's probably going to keep going up. So I'm an idiot. Um, but that's what happens when you're a degenerate gambler and you get the itch after a, a month away from the UFC. Um, and that's going to give me the lead in tout master to start the year. Boom. Uh, women, <laughs> women's bantamweight division, uh, Rocky Pennington. Uh, we're going to have to see if she's got the, uh, the mom, dad quit in common. Uh, she's taking on the, the kettle chips Vieira, Sean banger. Yeah. Something like that. Um, don't have much here. Uh, I think if if Vieira throws, she probably wins, but she tends to not do that. Um, I think Vieira could probably take down Pennington and, and do some work on the ground, but I can't trust Vieira to to do what she should and, and throw more strikes than than she usually does. So uh, I'll pick her, but no bet. Yeah, I like Vieira in this spot. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't better yet, but look, I, I just, I don't think Pennington's ever been very good. I know she's on a a little winning streak now, but man, if if you're just a idiot like me and sat through all of those fights, um, she just launched boxes into some decisions, man, to where she's losing half of the fight, and then her opponent gasses or something happens, she lands a couple more strikes or something and gets around um sean's right vieira's got to throw here but i, I think vieira can get takedowns here if she wants pennington can be backed into the cage a lot and controlled for chunks around so i just think there's more pass for vieira to get a decision here uh so i haven't better yet but it's probably going to end up being a, a small play on vieira yeah, I'm not going to give up on Tout Masters so early in the year that uh, I'm going to take Pennington as the dog in this one. Uh, I'm going Vieira, just the much more athletic, technical, probably pretty much everywhere fighter. Um, this it, it seems weird to me that this line is pretty much even. I know that Pennington grinds, but the, the grind is about all she has, and Vieira's one of better the better fighters in this division, <laughs> yeah. which I don't know what that says, but uh, yeah, it's going to be Vieira for me. Maybe a bet. We'll see. Middleweight division. Roman Copylove taking on Puna. Puna Soriano. Sean. I think Copylove is still a fraud, uh, regardless if he, of him knocking out Di Chirico. Uh I think Soriano's better on the feet. 
I think Soriano can take down Kopulov and probably smash him on the ground, uh, and that's not really even his game. So I I like Soriano here. I had him in a two-unit parlay with Imovov uh, when he was fighting Gastelum, so I have a straight play of two units on Soriano. I still don't hate it. Wes? Yep. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm leaning though, uh, the old Puna man here as well. Um, man, it's it's really hard to get that Maximov loss out of your head with him. I think it'll always uh, be that, but this I do think the guy though that's just yeah. a completely different matchup. Yeah, I think I think Kopylov still probably should have won that fight. <laughs> yeah, he definitely should have. Um, I, I'm I'm with Sean on Kopylov. I I think he's a he's a bum too, man. He he got he got DiCirico out of there. Who was is he even? Didn't he retire or some shit? Then he like quit. Like the dude's like not even so. in it. He's not even in this game anymore. So, um, guy kind of like Soriano here. The line is getting better. If this keeps going down and these idiots think that because Umar's running around here, they can bet on this other Russian too, probably. Uh, you know, putting putting the part the chalk parlays together like my dumbass with the other Russian. Um, hopefully, um, I mean, you imagine getting getting old Puna man at minus one thirty five or something like this, uh, something like that against this guy. I'm gonna hold out a little longer and see what this line does, but uh, I, I do like Soriano on the spot. Yeah, I like Puna here quite a bit. I think this price is cheap if you wanna have something to uh, get a plus money parlay, you know, throw him with somebody at minus 300, one of those guys on this card, and you're probably doing pretty well. Um, Kopilov, I know it was a few years ago now, but Carl Roberson is the person that makes everyone look like a grappler. Kenny Nunchucks looked like a stretched out Kevin Randleman out there against Carl Roberson. And uh, and Kopilov got taken down and subbed by him. I know it was late in the fight, but whew, that's that's a rough look. So if Puna's in trouble on the feet, he can take this dude down. And once he's down there, the guy's got nothing. Uh, he, he survived on the ground a bit against one of that, the uh, Albert Fradiev, um, the other Russian guy. Uh, but <laughs> Kopilov is not, not good. People were talking about how he didn't belong to me being in the UFC in 2022. Like you don't, you don't hear people talk about guys being that bad very often these days. Uh, so I think that might show up a little bit here. We shall see. Co-main event. We're going to do it guys. I believe in us. Uh, featherweight division, Damon Jackson, the leech, one of the good stories of, of 2022, the very few taking on uh, Dan Ige. Sean. Close close fight for me uh i think if it if Ige's able to keep it on the feet for the most part he's gonna win if it gets down to the ground which you know Ige has shown some some not the best takedown defense then i think jackson is is probably gonna gonna score some points down there and and win uh either way i think it goes to decision i guess my lean is is dan Ige. uh it's a like i said close fight Wesley. Yeah, look, I, I like I like Damon Jackson. I like his story. Um, good story last year. Good story in his career. You know, 
coming back, coming up back from the regionals, getting back, winning some fights in the UFC. I I think he's going against a different guy here, man. Um, I think Ige's going to piece Damon Jackson up. And, like, probably decision, but, man, did, do we forget how many times Damon Jackson's been fucking rocked? And, like, that dude's been fucking hammered in some fights. Stayed in it. Don't don't get me wrong. Stayed in these fights. Won some of them. Uh, I just think this is a little bit different level. Man, Ige is, is a very good fighter. He's just fought some of the best dudes you can offer in this division over the past couple of years. And he's, you know, he's lost those fights, but it's not like he's gotten blown out. He's gone 15 minutes against every guy. I just think this is a different level, man. And you're getting an incredible price on Ige in this fight. I like Dan Ige. It's going to be a bet for me. Yeah, I like Ige as well. And uh, I, I think Wes might have talked me into it uh, either before the show or just now. If this fight was taking place after he fought Calvin Guitar or after he fought Gavin Tucker, he'd be like minus 200, minus 250 in this fight. Um, but he lost to three of the top guys at featherweights. Uh, and now he's even money with Damon Jackson. Uh, I, I just think it's, you know, it, yeah. it. I get it. He's lost three fights in a row, but they've all been to way better guys than Damon Jackson. We've seen Jackson hit his ceiling before, and he busted through that a little bit on this latest UFC run. But I think he's still very much the same guy that we've known for years. So I like Ige here. If you want to have a little Jackson hedge, uh, there's the under two and a half, which is a pretty decent price. And Jackson's a finisher, but will also get finished. Uh, so you've got potential on both sides there. But yeah, Ige is going to be the pick for me. Probably a bet uh, and maybe an under. We'll see. I- I'm going to accumulate a card. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I am too. I-, I was worried, but now I'm just like, I'm going to have 10 on this card. I'm going to get my 10. When- once we get into it and-, and break it down, <laughs> we figure it out. I mean, somebody's got to win every fight, right? Unless something yeah. crazy happens. It's got to be All an right. outcome. Main event time. Yeah. Main event, uh, here we go. We got like two minutes to, to break this one down. 205, light heavyweight, Sean Strickland stepping in on four days' notice to fight Nasserdin, the French-Russian Fraudian Imovov. Sean? Strickland basically is training all the time, so I, I think that's just more of a he doesn't feel like cutting weight after – a decent uh, Christmas uh, vacation after his first fight. Um, he can go 25 easy, especially the way he fights. He does throw volume. He just doesn't throw any power on his volume. So it's, he's able just to, to get there. Uh, I liked him off against Gaslam against Strickland. It's, he, I think he's in tough. He's not going to be able to take down Strickland. If his plan A doesn't work with the striking Strickland's got a good takedown defense. And then Strickland is just a, a good, Striker with no power. So he's going to put us to sleep, and Strickland's going to win. West? I got a unit on him, plus 100. Oh, sorry. No worries. <clears throat> yeah, I actually liked him off against Gaslam as well. Uh, this fight completely flipped with Strickland. Uh, and it's a huge step up from fucking, like, Gaslam, who rarely fights and shit, uh, you know, 185 to uh, Strickland, like, 
yeah, I mean, the whole fight breakdown for me is I, I just think that I know I'm going to get 25 minutes out of Strickland. Uh, Sean's right about 205. Strickland's always in the gym. He's either beating up dudes off the street or he's beating up somebody every day in the gym. That dude's fighting. Um, I don't I don't think even Voss got 25. And then, you know, if if this does – Strickland does start getting the upper hand of the striking. Like, his takedown defense is very, very good. And, like, we just watched him go 25 minutes with – one of the bigger punchers when he throws and lands and he threw and land, he threw and landed in his last fight. Uh, though cannon man, um, he won that fight, but Strickland took his punches for 25 minutes, man. There's no way you move off is getting Strickland out of there. I just can't see it. So I like Strickland. I, I was lucky to get uh, a little bit of money on plus 125, but I'll, uh, I'll probably be adding and I will be posting that bet in uh, best stamp as well at the current line. Strickland. Enormous step up for Imavov. Uh, Gastelum was already a big step up, and I I know you guys liked Imavov there. I didn't love him in that spot. Um, I like him even less in this spot because Strickland's just going to walk him down. And, you know, small cage, this is one of those apex. I think they're phasing out of the apex in 2023 a little bit. Um, but Strickland's just going to keep walking forward. Imovov doesn't have the power of Alex Bahia to knock him out, uh, and then eventually Strickland's going to get to you. He's going to start jabbing you, and then he's going to keep jabbing you, and then he's going to jab you some more, uh, and then when he's done doing all that, he's going to jab you again, uh, and then after 25 minutes, he's going to get his hand raised. Um, so I like Strickland here. I Decision, think uh, money, plus 250. That's nice. Yeah. At uh, that's at dimes, I believe, is the only place. Two forty-five. The, yeah. the overs in this over two and a half at dimes is minus one eighty-five. Great parlay material over three and a half. Like you can almost get the the fight goes to decision at plus money here, which I think is very likely. I mean, we're talking about a Sean Strickland fight. I'm talking very fast because I'm trying to get through this because this is the MMA analysis consensus bet of the week, first one of the year. Uh, we'll use the bet online line right now, which is minus 110. Still like it there. You we, can get I it bet at... that shit at, at plus 100 at bet365. So that's what we're betting it at. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> some of us don't have access to bet365 anymore, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in another episode. Thank you for joining us here on the MA Analysis. We'll see you next week or whenever the next card is. Glover's coming up. Sweet. Glover. That's going to be a good Next one. week. Yeah. Boom. Love it. Um, yeah, we're done. That's it. It's over. See ya.